Hey guys, welcome to the Spruce Home Show, your no BS podcast that tackles what it looks like to design, build, and renovate. We're your hosts, Brad and Caitlin Blair. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, welcome back and welcome to another episode of the Spruce Home Show. We are on episode number 27 and we are officially into March. It's March 1st uh, and the weather, we're finally out of the minus 30 weather, I think. It looks like looking at the forecast, March is going to be a lot nicer than February was, which I'm pretty stoked about. Um, But it is also crazy to think that it's already March of 2022. Um, cause it does seem like Christmas was just a couple weeks ago. Um, but I'm excited for the spring to come. I'm excited for winter to be over. I know we have not naive and I know that we have a lot of March left to go and I wouldn't be surprised if there's some late March, early April snow, but as long as it's not 30 below, I can live with that. So that being said today, I have a special guest on with me. I wanted to talk about this topic for a while now, because it's something that I think is misunderstood in the marketplace. I think that um, a lot of people don't necessarily know the nuances of it. And so I just thought that we would have a guest on today who can bring in a little more insight that, than I can. And and that's Durabilt Windows and Doors. So I have uh, Daniel Serrano from Durabilt, and we're going to work on just demystifying the, a window demystifying what a, what a good window versus a bad window is um, and some other implications of window selections when, when you're building or, or renovating a house. So I guess to start, welcome, Danny. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for having me, Brad. Yeah, yeah, you bet. Thanks for coming on. So yeah. I guess maybe just to start, why don't you just tell everyone about yourself a little bit and, and yeah. about Durabilt in general? Yeah, well, um, I've been with uh, Durabilt for uh, seven plus years now. And um, yeah, just uh, we're, we're one of Western Canada's uh, premium window and door manufacturers uh, based out of uh, Edmonton. So not too far away from here. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we've been around for 30 plus years, uh, started in the late 80s um, by, you know, I, I would say by mid 90s, it was 12 employees and fast forward, you know, 30 plus years and today we're 500 plus uh, Durban employees with uh, a plant of over 190,000 square feet. And we're building windows and doors full time. So um, yeah, yeah. That's How's the COVID been for you guys? Pardon? How's COVID been for you guys? You know, it's been a struggle, uh, but we've managed to keep things very safe, secure at the plant. And, uh, you know, with the whole 2021, 2020, uh, COVID, it's been tough uh, a little bit with meeting deadlines because yeah. product delays, supply chain. But what's been the biggest um, challenge in in your guys' world? Has it been sh- supply shortage? Has it been labor shortage? Has it know, been the fact that you had restrictions in the plants and couldn't manufacture at kind of top capacity? You know, Brad, we've been fortunate. Luckily, most of our product or supplies, raw material is coming from North America. So mm-hmm we've fared well in comparison to other manufacturers. We, we source our PVC vinyl from North America. Uh, you know, our, our, our glass is North American. We're not sourcing it from China or from other Russia. further away areas where 
could present more of a challenge. So totally. we've been okay. <laughs> good, good. So, yeah, so I guess we'll, let's just dive into it here. So yeah. one, the biggest thing that I wanted to talk about, I guess, is, is like I said, at the top demystifying the window and like we were, we were talking off air here a little bit. And I said that one of the common upgrade requests that we get is upgraded windows. And I said, mm-hmm. oftentimes I said like, well, what does that even mean? Right. What is an upgraded yeah. window per se? Um, so maybe let's, let's talk about what makes a good window versus a bad window. Um, what's the difference? That's a good question. You know, good windows, you have to have triple with low E um, coating on it. Um, but a lot has to do with uh, both the manufacturing side, the quality of the pro- of the raw materials, right? If you're sourcing, you know, thin extrusions, which is kind of the guts of the window, um, then your quality is going to diminish. If you're uh, grabbing glass from China, let's say, mm-hmm. um, it might not be as great quality as if you have, uh, you know, one of the top producers for glasses, Cardinal glass out of the US. So a lot has to do with the ingredients that mm-hmm. how the window is built. Um, but the other half of the equation is to do with uh, the company itself. Like, do they have local boots on the ground for your uh, potential service issues? Um, do you have a showroom where a customer can uh, better oper- can operate the window like live and, mm-hmm. and test out the product? Um, there's different degrees of, uh, of quality. And I think it's very, very easy to distinguish when you open a window and you look at the hardware, uh, one versus another, right? So a lot has to do with the build, the quality of the product, the, the ingredients we'll say. Right. I, I would agree with that is that like the function when you operate, when you operate a well-built window versus a poorly built window, it's like, it's easy. It's easy. It mm-hmm. glides easily. It's natural. There's no That's friction. Right. Um, and you just get that. It's like girthier. <laughs> you know yeah. What I'm saying? yeah. Um, yeah. and, and maybe you don't, you maybe you can't tell unless you have two side by side, but mm-hmm. I guess if you went to like a home show or something and you could tell that's, that's probably one of the places and one of the, um, I guess light bulb things. If I were trying them, they'd be like, you, you just know by, by touching and yeah. feeling it. So. I, I encourage the customer, like, don't take my word for it. Open the product, open that casement window and take a picture of it. Look at that hardware. Is it fastened? Do they have one, two screws at the bottom or are they, are they fastened then on two planes? Yeah. Well, that's, that's a big thing. Look at the thickness of the steel. You know, uh, we use a, a, a German hardware, actually, that's a little bit thicker and girthier. And, and you could kind of tell when you're operating a window, um, even a slider window, how, how is it sliding? Is it just, is it on a track or is it, does it have stainless steel rollers at the bottom? You know, little, little things like that can make a difference. So uh, absolutely. I tell customers operate that window. Well, and like, think about it, that if you're, the hardware matters because a piece of glass is not light. A piece of glass is heavy and it's, it's hanging on, um, on one side of the glass for the most part. So just think about if you're using cheap hardware or flimsy or hardware and that window is being used constantly, I suppose if it's shut all the time, maybe it doesn't matter, but if it's being Uh actually operated constantly, that weight is bearing on 
that flimsy material and the hardware. And it's, it's, it's only a matter of time before something becomes unaligned because, because the hardware is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the other side of it is, you know, good versus bad, you know, you're going to have someone, whether it's a renovation or a new construction, you're going to have either your builder or your contractor also weigh into what he feels is a better product. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times I, 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 I tell people, the customers, you know, ask, ask your builder, why, why are they using this brand? Uh, why not the other brand? Ask your contractor, why, why do you choose this? Because you're, he's the expert as well, right? So it's good to weigh in that information as well. Um, well and I, I, I would say from like the shoes I sit in is that, like you said, don't necessarily take your word for it. So we've mm-hmm. used multiple different window manufacturers. So as a, mm-hmm. as a builder or as a contractor, we have experience with different, we've used different manufacturers and we have some pros and cons of, of different people. So that's a good point. Yeah. Talk to the yeah. people that have used. Absolutely. Talk to everyone. Talk to anyone. Yeah. Even, even um, nowadays, you know, uh, nothing's perfect, obviously not, no one has, uh, the perfect uh, track record, but look at those online reviews. Look at those Google ratings. Um, get your get your information from different sources before you make that final decision. Totally. So, what's low E? Low E. Um, low E is a coating that gets applied um, on the glass, and um, it provides the glass with a better rating, a better energy rating. Um, most windows in Saskatchewan that are sold have low E, uh, coating and argon gas in between the, the chambers. And that's almost like, you know, the Saskatchewan or Western Canada standard is, you know, if you're buying windows, go triple and always have that coat of low E. And the, and the argon gas, it just slows heat transfer is that what it does that's correct yeah rather than air it, it's a gas an inert gas that is in between the chambers and it's gonna um you know yeah help in the yeah. ratings so people can think of argon as basically like invisible insulation <laughs> that's right <laughs> that's a good one so i would say that is a perfect segue <laughs> into, <laughs> into uh what we want to talk about next which is the uh I'm going to call it the R rating of windows, but that's generalized statement. So the biggest thing that we've been talking about with, I guess, internally and with clients over the past, I would say it's hyped up more in the last year, but it's mm-hmm. been around blending efficiency of the home with, um, while still keeping comfort and the aesthetics of the house and all of that kind of thing, right? Obviously everybody wants to build a more efficient house. Um, and the easiest way is, like I said, the easiest way is to just make smaller windows or delete windows. And because you'll, your window is never going to be as insulated as a wall cavity is going to be with insulation in it, but that doesn't, mm-hmm. that's not the perfect solution either. Um, no. you don't want just all these teeny tiny houses in your house, um, or rooms without windows at all. And I am a sucker for natural light. Yeah. Um, and one of the jobs that we have as a builder is to blend all of these things together and to figure out, okay, how can we maximize efficiency while still getting the design aesthetics that clients want, um, and getting the comfort in the home when they move in. Cause that's like, that's like a very nuanced missing piece that people don't really think about is the house has mm-hmm. to be comfortable and you aren't going to know that until it's too late. That's um, right. So 
but there are things that we can do with windows to make them more efficient. Mm-hmm. Number one, putting a good window in, like we just talked about, but other things like just the size of the open or the size of the window, um, okay. the openings of the windows, the crank versus slider versus fixed. Um, how do all those things impact the efficiency of a window? And maybe also talk about what is the R rating of a window? Yeah, well, it really depends. Uh, the R rating is um, a rating from Energy Star. Like it's an independently an independently tested rating that gives you a number based on the size and configuration of the window. Mm-hmm. So if you have one a non-opener picture window, your R rating is going to be higher than if you have a casement window, a swing window. Um, And naturally, you'll have a little bit lower of a rating if it's a slider window. So depending on how it seals, you're going to see that number go up and down. Um, If you have a very large window, uh, you're going to have a lower R rating. Uh, But in essence, as long as you just keep in mind that you want that low E coating and you want triple, uh, we're, we're having a vinyl window. You're pretty much allowed to have any type of configuration, depending on you know how how large you want to go. Um, so I would always keep that in mind. Like, yes, you can't have the best of both worlds per se. You're going to lose a little bit of that efficiency if you have an opener window. But in some cases, you want that opener window in that you want that opener in the living room, perhaps, yeah. or you need that opener in a bedroom for mm-hmm. egress for fire. So you have to balance the two out and just keep that in mind. Yeah. And that's, I think that's something that I've thought about more in the last, like I said, probably 12 months is that being more conscious of the opening windows that we do use. And Danny, I know you and I talked about this in the fall is that if like, think about, think about the windows that you're putting in, in each room. And if you're ever actually going to open them, like Mm -hmm. I'm right now, I'm sitting in my dining room and I'm looking at, my dining room window and it's a crank window. Mm-hmm. We never open that window. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And Danny was, I don't know if, if you guys picked up on it or not, but Danny said that an, any opening window is not going to be as efficient as a fixed window. And the reason being is because it just doesn't seal as well as if that window was fixed. If, if there was no opening there, I don't care if it's a crank, a slide, um, a hung window, if it's, if that opening wasn't there, the opening just does not seal as well as if it wasn't there at all. So think through from an efficiency mm-hmm. standpoint, that's one easy way you can increase the efficiency of your window is don't put opening windows in places where you're never going to open it. Like yeah. and dining you're room not only not opening window. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're not only increasing the efficiency, but you're also saving a little bit of money, right? Budget wise, you may want to consider looking at the plans in a room and saying, listen, I, I have a living room, I have a dining room window, I don't need to open both, I just need to open one or none. So a, a lot of that, those decisions, that's why it's so important to sit down with your builder, the designer, and ask so, those questions, right? Yeah, 100%. And you'll get, sometimes you'll get more glass too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just yeah. like, if you're, if it's a viewing window, where mm-hmm. you're never going to open it anyway, but yet you can you can do a whole bunch of good at one, at one time. You can have more viewing area of the glass. You have more efficiency. You have a cheaper window. Mm-hmm. Um, and by cheaper, I mean more cost-effective. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so it's, you're just checking all the boxes by kind of thinking through what you really need and what you don't and how you're actually going to 
use the room because i've ran into lots of scenarios where people just they want every window to open i'm like you're not you're not going to do that you're not going to use it like that so um so i would say that in terms of the energy efficiency of window those are those are some of the things to think about is is mm-hmm. the opening window and how that can kind of offset some of the efficiencies that you're losing by creating bigger windows because like i said i'm a sucker for natural light and big windows so i want to put the biggest windows in that i can that make aesthetic purposes and then maybe offset some of those inefficiencies by doing some of those types of decisions correct correct yeah um that being said big Mm -hmm. window more glass in the winter can cause more havoc also (laughs) um and one of the things that we run into and it's just a reality of living in saskatchewan is condensation on the inside of window glass and it's a conversation that i have with clients literally every single time that they move into a house is that it's going Mm -hmm. to happen Mm-hmm. and maybe I walk them through it, but maybe give your side of the story on, cause everybody has a different side of the story. Yeah. Door manufacturers, hardwood manufacturers, um, interior door manufacturers, like they all want something different. So, yeah. So from condensation. Side, yeah. That's uh, I would say that would be one of the more common service questions that we get phone calls that we get during those minus 30, minus 40, uh, cold winter months. Right. Um, it's, it's something that it's, it's hard to remove completely. Um, you know, condensation occurs when, you know, the warm moist air in your house comes into contact with that cold surface, which is, uh, the glass of a window. Right. So just in the same way, that would happen if you took a cold beverage out from your freezer on a hot summer day in July, you're going to see that sweating, that condensation build up. So that's just a natural occurrence. It's mostly visible when it's cold out and your humidity levels are high and it's about balancing, right? Uh, Education to the customer, let them know that, Hey, during the cold months, check your humidity. You don't want your house, too humid um and you know you're gonna you're gonna see some of that condensation build in 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 the window if there's less airflow uh you're gonna see a little bit more if it's higher humidity you're gonna see more condensation on that glass uh it doesn't mean you've purchased a bad window (laughs) uh but it is something to be aware of Uh, educate educating the customer knowing that hey during those cold months if you're cooking pasta, you're going to, you know, you're going to see that if you're running, if you're not running your HRV, you're going to see it more quicker on the glass. Um, little things like that, that will make a difference. So is, is, do you have a, does Durbelt have a like ideal humidity level in the house during those times? You know, there are not only Durbelt, but there's independent, you know, um, what do they call the home warranties, the, Home warranty, they have documents out there to better educate the, the customers uh, where they have charts where they show if it's a certain temperature outdoor, keep your humidity rate at this level. I personally wouldn't follow them to the T because I have hardwood in my house. I, I, I have my kitchen cabinets, you know, I want to keep all my house 
happy and and uh, the humid I don't want it feeling super dry in the winter either so as long as I know that if my humidity rate is above a certain degree like let's say 20 plus um, I, I could I'm okay with seeing a little bit of condensation as long as you know other factors in my house and my well-being my comfort right level yeah and that's I actually just had a conversation about this with um, clients that we actually bought a spec house from us about a year and a half ago now and I was in their house last week and we were talking about the same thing. And I said, when you live in Saskatchewan, you have to pick the lesser of two evils and it's, mm -hmm. it changes with the season. But the reality is we get very dramatic changes in both air temperature and air humidity outside. And we have to deal with that inside of our house and what at different seasons, what our windows want and what our MDF casings want and our interior doors and what our hardwood floors and cabinets want are not always the same. Um, and I said, you kind of have to just pick the lesser of two evils and you have to be okay with, with the decision that you make. And personally, I'm sitting in the same boat that you do is that if there's, if I have a little bit of condensation on the windows, I'm okay with that. If that means that um, my MDF throughout my house, isn't going to shrink and I'm going to have gapping, or if your hardwood's not going to dry and get gapping and then it's going through these huge humidity um changes so mm -hmm. it is something that you have to manage but it's there's other ways to manage it also right making sure that you have like your blinds are up during the day so that airflow will get airflow. rid of the condensation so allow those windows to breathe um make sure that at whenever possible sometimes it's not but almost always it is that your heat ducts are underneath windows to increase that that airflow stuff like that. There is ways to make it better, but mm -hmm. we live in Saskatchewan and when it's minus 40 in the winter and plus 40 in the summer, it's not a perfect world. Yeah. And, and again, the HRV is important. Run that HRV uh, during the winter, uh, run that exhaust fan when you're cooking. Um, even the fans in the bathroom, run them after a shower, you know, keep all those things in mind to minimize the humidity because no one wants too much condensation on the window and it dripping and, and, and you know, potentially damaging your, your casings or even your wall. Right. Yeah. So well, that's the benefit of PVC casings or jams too. Right. Mm -hmm. the water gets on them. They're fine. And that's the, the guy that I was with last week, he asked me, well, how do you know, how do you use a gauge of how too much, how much is too much? And I said that I'm okay with water sitting on the like rails of the windows, but once it drips over to the jam, that's when like, that's my cutoff line because all of a sudden uh -huh. then that water can run over the jam and drip onto the window casing. And then you have swelling and that's what I don't want to happen. So that's my judge. Um, yeah. Yeah. cause I would prefer to run my house in the winter a little more humid just from a comfort level, but I also don't want to have to redo all my window casings either. So. That's right. That's right. <laughs> happy medium. <laughs> and you just got to find what that happy medium is for. for yeah. Your yeah. Um, do you want to get into doors a little bit? Maybe just yeah. like a little bit. Durable does sure. supplies doors also. So yeah. I guess more, doors. the biggest thing is maybe like what's, there's a large range of cost in doors. What, <laughs> what are the biggest yeah. factors in the cost differential? Um, I would say one of the challenges that I can have at times as a builder is setting a proper allowance for exterior doors because there is a wider range. And until you actually kind of start picking things you don't necessarily know what people are leaning towards so right right uh, you know doors yeah there's doors like you said there's a wide amount of choices of ranges price ranges 
Um, the, the best way to, I, I would say, select a door in terms of cost as well is, is kind of envision what you're looking for. Uh, doors, I would only stick with a fiberglass door. I would not, I would stay away from a steel door. Steel doors feel colder. They dent very easily. Like first time you bring in that shopping bag, you're going to dent that door. Um, make sure it's a fiberglass door. That's number one. Um, warmer to the touch and uh, it's, it's just better. Um, fiberglass doors, however, come in either paintable or stainable. That's where you're going to see a big difference in price. If you're thinking that you want a, you know, a, a black or a white door and you're going to paint it, don't go the stainable route with the grain yeah. uh, because you're just going to end up paying more for, for nothing. So decide the very first question I ask customers is what are you looking for? Do you want to paint your door or stain it? So that's going to be a little bit of a gap in price. Um, Doors, again, lots of different designs. The more glass you put in a door, uh, sometimes the more expensive it's going to be. Um, the less efficient, again, it's going to be. Um, many garden doors have the blinds in them. Uh, always consider making sure it's triple when you're doing blinds. Again, blinds are going to conduct heat and cold quicker. Yeah. So yeah. I always say if you want those mini blinds in that, in that door insert, make sure they're triple. Um, and, um, yeah, just keep in mind again, the configuration of the door, the styles, there's so many different styles, prices can range, but the, the number one thing is make sure it's fiberglass and make sure you're choosing the right look, whether it's a stainable or a paintable. Cool. Yeah. I would say that we tackled maybe enough for today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I great. think we're like 25 minutes or something. I don't want to. Don't want no. to dr drag it on for too long for everybody. Um, so I would say, where do we, where, if people want to come and check their belt out, where do they, where do you find you guys here in South? Right on, right on Miller Avenue. We're on 3247 Miller Avenue. We have a design gallery. Uh, we'll, we'll, yeah, we're happy to not only go through the plans and better discuss configurations, swings of doors. Sometimes we'll see something on a plan that might make sense to a drafting person, but to us, we can offer suggestions for the customer yeah. and, and operate that product, open those casement windows and check out the, the different finishes. And yeah. And I would say that if you are looking to do whether you're building or renovating, go into the store, um, go in, like I said before, there's nothing that can replace touching and feeling. And I don't care whether that's an exterior door, or whether it's a window, um, just so you have a better sense of what, you're, I guess, getting yourself into and what the, what the different options and, and price points can be um, so that you can kind of feel comfortable in your decision. So that all being said, thanks, Danny. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks Brad on. for having me. Yeah. You're welcome. Appreciate and, uh, it. For everyone listening, thank you again for listening and tune in next week and uh, we will see you then. Thanks guys. Thanks.